I had a moment of panic as well because I was at work and uh, they have these calculators that you can use to calculate out your retirement based on what you're making, based on if you, you know, got 3% raises, so on and so forth. And what I realized is that based on what I was making, and I, I work in nonprofit education, so you, you, you know, you can put two, two and two together. Based on what I was making um, at retirement age, based on what I was contributing, and based on how I wanted to live by then, the money would not last that long. Welcome to House Rich, the real estate show where we interview average people that have done above average things in real estate. Today's guest is Samuel Dalsina. He's the host of Black Real Estate Dialogue, um, one of the most you know popular real estate uh, shows out there as far as a uh, podcast. Um, kind of an inspiration for me as a, a new podcaster as well. Um, I'm super excited to have him on the guest to talk about you know how to start a successful, successful podcast, out of state real investing, out of state real estate investing, and just um, some of the amazing guests he's had on as well, and just um, the kind of the emphasis he put on, you know, making sure that he's teaching, you know, teaching and promoting black stories in real estate, which is uh, something that I really don't see any other podcast really doing. So um, you want to give the folks uh, your intro or introduce yourself as well? Yes, thank you, man. Really, really appreciate your, your kind words. Uh, so I'm Sam. I currently live in LA. I'm from been in LA for a little over five years. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I started the Black Real Estate Dialogue in 2019. Um, also invest in real estate and I'm slowly growing my portfolio out of state. Uh, but yeah, um, I love I love real estate. I love helping the community find out ways to, to invest in real estate and to build wealth via real estate. Um, and so pleasure to be on and I'm excited for our conversation, man. Okay, cool. Thank you. So really first, you know, what inspired you to start a podcast? I mean, I think it's a lot more popular now um, than it was, I think it started in 2019. So yeah. what, made, what made you say, hey, I'm, I'm starting a podcast? Man, it's, I love that. I love that you mentioned that. And, and I got I to gotta tell my guy, Josh, that on every podcast I'm on, I'm shouting you out because um, it started in the summer of 2019. And around that time, I was really getting into, um, I really got put on to like wealth and building wealth. And, um, you know, I just had a moment, right? Uh, started listening to different shows. And I had a moment of panic as well because I was at work and, uh, they have these calculators that you can use to calculate out your retirement based on what you're making, based on if you, you know, got 3% raises, so on and so forth. And what I realized is that based on what I was making, and I, I work in nonprofit education, so you, you, you know, you can put two, two and two together, based on what I was making um, at retirement age, based on what I was contributing, and based on how I wanted to live by then, the money would not last that long. So I'm like, I got to figure something out. And so I'm like, all right, I started reading books. I started listening to different shows and I'm like, hmm, real estate, it seems like something that I couldn't, I can't, I can look into. And I'm listening to podcasts and I kid you not, there's a moment where a moment came and I'm like, you know, let me research black real estate podcasts. And I went to the Apple app and put in black real estate podcast and I could not find anything. Yeah. And so me, I'm not having any media background. At that point, I was off social media for like three years, more or less. Mm -hmm. And I'm with my guy, Josh, in his new apartment. And I'm like, man, what do you think if I started a podcast um, about interviewing Black real estate investors? Because in my mind, I'm like, I can't find it. It's probably out there in some form. I just can't find it. Maybe I'm not smart enough to find it. Um, and so he said, do it. 
That's all he said. It wasn't a long conversation. It was not no business plan, nothing. He said, do it. He, he's an architect by trade and he has a background in design as well. So he designed the first logo. He does all the design now. Okay. And that was in the summer. And I started the Instagram page in September, 2019. The first episode came out, I believe October 15th, 2019. And we just been going since then. So it wasn't like a big deliberation. It was more so I, I saw a need that I thought I could fill somehow and help the community. And, you know, I was like, all right, hopefully people want to be on the show. <laughs> um, and, and here we are. Um, you know, we just hit 100 episodes last week. And, you know, thank God, you know, we're still we're still going, man. So that's 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 the reason I started it. OK. Um, and, and so um, I went back and listened to your, your first episode. It, to me, it was a I really enjoyed it. It felt like almost I don't Did you write down like the whole episode? Or was that kind of like off I, the did. Top of the <laughs> I did? OK, because I was like, this is very eloquent and laid out. I was like, wow, for the first episode of a podcast like this is like amazing. So you wrote that out. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I probably still got that Google Doc somewhere, but I was I had it recorded and I was just like looking at it for reference, making sure I hit all my points. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I was listening, I was like, wow, if this guy is off the top of his well, head with this first episode, that is crazy. Um, well, thank you for going it, all the way back. Appreciate that, man. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know it, it was cool because uh, you know, basically I, I recommend everybody listen to the first episode of of uh this podcast to it's somewhere to somewhere to start. I don't know if you have a better place to start in your opinion, but I think it's cool because it kind of lays out what the podcast is, you know, uh, the journey of a, a real estate investor. I know you started it on uh, on Columbus Day, just, uh, you know, co yeah. coincidentally there. So it, it was real dope to kind of hear you lay out what the mission was. Like, honestly, so so um, nicely there. So um, as far as going back in and then, like, uh, exploring, like, Black stories, I know you may not have, like, a, a favorite guest. You can't say you had a favorite guest, but, like, what are some some key takeaways you've had in kind of, like, your um, journey in interviewing, interviewing guests, whether you learned something or just something you maybe maybe found out about yourself yeah man so there when you say that it's a couple of guests that stand out and uh one of them is uh kr uh kr so he we i interviewed him i believe in the beginning of 2020 2021 and uh so this brother he he grew up poor in philly um moved around a lot he he's what, what he says is he he became, a, he, he became a professional renter and he decided that he got a PhD in renting, something like that. And he decided that his path was going to be different. So he, okay. you know, matriculated through high school, college. Um, he started working on Wall Street and he just started with, I believe in 2009, he started buying properties um, and he just went slowly, you know, one a year, a couple a year, saving all his money, saving all his bonuses, building up his team. And when the pandemic hit, he just... He went crazy. Like he bought like uh, probably over 50 units and now he has um, probably like a hundred or so now. But what I really like about it is he put his whole family on. So okay. his family members are helping manage the properties, helping clean the properties. I believe his brother is his broker. So, you know, his big thing is transformational wealth. And so he's putting his family in position now to be part of the business. Right. Okay. Um, and so that's what I, I never heard a story like that. That's one okay. of the most unique stories I've heard. Um, because he was very meticulous and intentional about it. And thankfully, you know, KR and I, you know, we, we, we talk on a personal level. And so I'm able to gain a lot of great insight from him. Okay. But I, I got to respect that because a lot of times, you know, and it's not wrong. Like a lot of times, you know, we're trying to build for the next generation. However, his thing was like, yeah. we can do both, right? Yeah, like he yeah, has his, yeah. like, you know, his younger relatives interning and 
he keeps everything in house. And I'm like, man, that's, that's really dope. That's really dope. Um, uh, so that's, 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 that's one guest that stands out. Um, I don't know if you want me to say another one. I don't want to keep rambling on. So yeah, we, we, we can jump back to that. Cause I actually don't yeah. want to kind of jump more into um, the podcasting itself. Cause yeah. I know in, in my journey, I'm on like, this is, I think you're like my, this is like the 10th episode. Um, how do you get just for the folks, how do you get mm-hmm. your words into to iTunes? Like you kind of go through set up a podcast. I think it's a yeah. lot easier than folks may think it yeah. is for somebody that's thinking, Hey, I want to start a podcast myself. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I had to find out that you can't just like go to iTunes or go to uh, Apple Podcasts and upload your stuff. Uh-huh. And I stumbled upon this and I was just doing research, just diving into and doing research. And basically, uh, you need to get a podcast, you need to sign up for a, a podcast hosting service. So whether that's Podomatic, whether that's Anchor, um, there's a number of them that you can use, but you need to have some type of platform that's going to distribute your podcast to different platforms. Um, so Right now, I use Podomatic. I'm probably going to be switching to Buzzsprout. Um, but what it does is it generates something called an RSS feed. And this RSS feed is what is pushed out to Apple, what is pushed out to Spotify. And usually the platforms, um, most platforms automatically push out to the other. Most um, podcast hosting platforms automatically push out to your Apples, to your Spotify, to your iHearts. In some cases, you might have to independently register for certain um, places and paste your RSS feed. But essentially when you upload to that, to that platform, um, it's gonna then push out to Apple, Spotify and all those things. And obviously YouTube is a lot more straightforward. You upload your videos up there, but you need some type of platform um, that's gonna produce an RSS feed and then push out to everywhere else. Oh, th- thank you. And as far as like a, a host, is there, do you have a, a one? As far as hosts, is there one you recommend? I know you said you're looking maybe to switch hosts. And why, why is that? Just curious. Yeah. So with Podomatic, what I, you know, it, it gets the job done. However, the functionality is pretty limited and I want a lot better analytics. Um, okay. And they also did something to the, to the point where each episode has to be numbered. So you can't necessarily, let's say you wanted the episode to be bonus episode X, Y, and Z, or you just wanted a title that's not numbered um, for whatever reason, they don't allow that. And I'm releasing multiple times a week now. So that is, that's not going to work for me. Um, And again, I want, I want better analytics. The analytics on Podomatic are pretty limited. Like I'm not able to see, um, like I'm able to see the countries listeners are coming from, but I'm not able to see things like, you know, what cities, um, where where are most of the downloads coming from? Like for me, like I'm at a point now where I want that data. Um, And so, you know, there's a number of them though. uh, You really have to weigh, um, a lot of the cost and benefits. Um, some of them are free. Some of them are not. Um, some of them have some of them have um, storage limits. Um, some are unlimited storage. Some are some have limits based on um, you know how many episodes you want to upload there. So there's a whole lot of things that you um, need to look at. But Anchor, I know, is popular. Um, Buzzsprout, of course, um, Podomatic is probably not as popular, but that's 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 what I've been using the last couple of years. Um, so there's there's a, there's a whole lot of them. There's a whole lot of them. Effectively, they do the same thing. They'll mm-hmm. get your stuff out there, but you want to look at, you know, what are the other things you may want? So like analytics, okay, pricing or, or, or different things like that. Some of them offer, I think Buzzsprout offers transcription for like 25 cents a minute or something like that. So you want to just look at all these factors and, and determine which one will work, work well for you. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, and, and as far as like uh, equipment, what, what's your equipment set up 
from when you just started versus like today? If, I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I started, I didn't even have a personal laptop. So I bought this HP that I'm on right now for a okay. hundred bucks or so. And then I bought um, this, this mic as well. Um, oh, I forgot the name of this mic. It's very, it's very typical mic. Um, can't remember the name of it right now. Okay. Um, so that's what I started with. I didn't have any lights. I was just in my 300 square foot, maybe studio apartment, uh -huh. my laptop with my mic. Um, you know, I have, and now, well, last year I invested in some more equipment. So I have these uh, lights that you see right here to my left okay. and to my right. Um, I have a boom arm for the mic now. Um, so, you know, a bit of an upgrade. I want to do another upgrade though, um, to, to get some, some better equipment and have like an external camera. So it's nice okay. on the laptop. Uh, so that's an investment I'm going to make this year. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I started. I kept it and keep it simple. Um, you know, like I like to tell people, you just need a mic, mm -hmm. you know, you need a <laughs> mic. Some people don't, you may not even have a mic. Uh -huh. I mean, you shouldn't start your podcast. You know, if you have just a laptop, if you have just a phone, you can do it on anchor with a phone. Uh -huh. So, you know, I say, start where you are and those that rock with you, they'll see the improvement, yeah. right? I didn't have a producer in the beginning. Um, I was producing my own, my own stuff for like a year, at least a year. I don't think I started to have enough producer produce every episode until I believe maybe last year, okay, like a year or so. So I have a producer who helps me out now and I just send him the content and he, he, he does his thing. So, um, you know, I say, start where you are. If you want to start a podcast, like you don't need all the bells and whistles. Like you mm -hmm. don't need a studio. Like I'm in my apartment right now. You don't need a studio. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm in my apartment. The couch is over there. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a lot of people um, prohibit themselves from starting because they don't have all the bells and whistles. But if you look at, um, you know, earn your leisure, I'm sure everybody knows earn your leisure. Yeah. They say it all the time, iPhone and an idea, you know, yeah, they didn't yeah. have everything. Like they used to be in the dining room, you know, like they didn't have everything, but now I think I saw a video today. They have a studio in Atlanta now. Like they're, yeah, just you know, they, yeah. they scaled, right? So, so if you want to start a podcast, just start, start where you are and you never know what will happen. Okay. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned the decision to go from editing stuff yourself to um, working with the producer. Could you go for one, how, like how you edit your podcast, like what, um, or how you used to and what like um, stuff you used to use to edit it and yeah. what made you actually go to decide to actually, hey, it's time to pay somebody now. Yeah, so um, I use Audacity. Okay. Um, and so it's a free software actually that you can use to edit, to record and stuff. And I just had to accept the fact that this is not my ministry, if you will. Like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. Like, I don't know how to make the sounds come together. I don't know how to do all the stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? And um, I had a producer start to um, make some, like Donald the Voice is his name. Yeah. Um, I had him start to make some uh, commercials for me that I used to put on myself. And then after a while, I'm just like, man, like, let me just, I, I know eventually I want to work with him. Yeah. And, I, and I knew like when I got to a point where it was feasible for me, I would, because it's just one less thing I have to do. Like the content is recorded. Um, the introduction is recorded. I send it off to him. He sends it back. It's uploaded and boom, you know? Um, so I'm not good at it and I had no desire to be good at it. Um, so I just decided when the time is right, I'm going to outsource this to someone who's good at it. Um, and again, I was, I was doing my own thing for a year plus, but you know, I wanted to make sure I improved the quality and last year was probably the best quality we've had in a minute. Um, it's thanks to Donald. So um, that, that, that's what I would say. 
Oh, okay, okay, awesome. Make, makes sense. Um, so at, at what point do you, would you say that you make the decision to, or uh, I don't know if you made the decision to um, actively like monetize the podcast? I know like pretty much you're running commercials for your for your own community at this point. Um, like um, what's the decision to do that mm -hmm. versus like, you know, outside advertising and stuff on your on your podcast? Just why why, yeah. why the why the choice? Just curious. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal to, to okay. get outside advertising sponsors. But you know, in the beginning, I'm like, you know, I need something running. Something yeah. needs to be promoted. You know, so I'm like, you know, I'll start pr promoting my stuff, and then when it's time, when you know, when I'm able to get these deals signed and so forth, we'll replace that with um, people paying for for to, to to be on the platform. So, uh, yeah, for me. Um, in the beginning, it's just like I heard other podcasts, they're, they're advertising their stuff. I'm like, well, why don't I advertise my stuff? Yeah. You know, um, and you know, they say people need seven times to hear something before they buy it, right? So, who knows, like, who's listening to the podcast and they might be hearing this ad for like the 50th time, yeah. maybe the 51st time they'll buy, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was it for me. Um, just hearing other podcasts, and then eventually, like, when I realized, like, oh wow, like people pay for ad spots and stuff like that, I'm like, okay you know, that's something that, you know, I want to get into as well. So um, that's, that's, that's what I would say. Okay. Good, thank you. And then um, what, probably what's one thing that you, you, you may have picked up, like, I don't know, in the last hundred or hundred or so episodes, like, Hey, I probably only know this because I've recorded a hundred episodes. So that's like something you kind of picked up along the way that you just kind of learned from experience. Um, I would say broadly, you mean like real estate wise or just in general? Just, just, just um, run, run just from just being a podcast, whether real estate wise or or picked up as far as running a, a podcast. Yeah. So one thing I would say is impo it's important to be a learner. It's important okay. to like, I don't just, this might surprise people, but I don't listen to my podcast that much. I listen to a lot of other podcasts because okay. I'm always doing market research. I'm always seeing what people are doing. I get so many ideas from other shows. It's not even funny. Okay. Like ideas that I implement, you know, um, different tactics and things. Cause I want to see how people do it, especially the best. Like I want to see how, I want to see how they do what they do yeah. so I can implement it where I am. Um, and so I would say that like, I learned to be a learner and a lot of like my guests are learners too. That's how right. they've gotten better in real estate. That's how they've improved their practice and whatever their specialty is within real estate. Like you have to always be a student. You have to always be um, willing to learn. Like, I don't think I'm not the best podcaster in the world. I'm not even close. Uh -huh. However, I can implement the thing that the best podcasters do. Gotcha. And, you know, hopefully it'll help me along the way. So that's what I would say for sure. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Just by, if somebody's doing something good, just, just copy it, put your own little sauce with it. But yeah, you can just, just, just copy, add a little bit, a little bit on it. What, what, what are some of your favorite podcasts to want to just listen to and want to, you know, kind of, you know, take, take notes from? Yeah, yeah. Glad you mentioned that. So I like um, Earn Your Leisure, of course. I was watching the episode last night uh, with my wife. Uh, so Earn Your Leisure, definitely. Um, Black Wealth Renaissance, shout out to those brothers. Um, right. Graciously have me on their platform. Um, the Social Proof Podcast, I like a lot. Um, yeah, David Shane is really dope. I got a lot of cool ideas from David. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, I said Black Wealth Renaissance. Tweet Talk Podcast, I like a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, my guy Raphael just talking to him today. All right. Um, and Charles. Um, yeah, I would say those are probably the ones that are mostly in rotation. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I got into podcasting from uh, you know, David Shands of Social Post. So I took his like five day 
um podcast challenge and so i was like oh cool now it's time to now it's time to start this thing up so yeah it was it was super super fun to be he's really really doing this thing there so yeah i was i was uh i, I did the i did the, the launch your podcast challenge i think in, in september i wasn't able to make it to all the sessions but the ones that i did i took some good notes like you know i i i love that kind of stuff man like yeah. i like i said i have a podcast it doesn't matter like if someone's having a session or a course what was it like not even a hundred dollars yeah yeah um, not 97 dollars for like it and it was like uh honestly if, if it was four four hundred ninety nine dollars i thought it'd been worth it or whatever like it oh, was yeah. a lot of good information i was like wow like i didn't know what to expect but i was like wow this is a a lot of good information for just a little little bit of a little bit of money so yeah man so maybe do you, did you go in september as well or was it another no, month? i, I went in uh, no november so it was like it was like right before Thanksgiving. I remember okay. I was like the, and so, yeah, I started my podcast the week of Thanksgiving because I was like, uh, if I don't start it now, I'm going to give some excuse on anyway, <laughs> to the new year and all that. So yeah, I, th- I think I, I got my mic black Friday and then I started it the very, very next week. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing, man. And so um, you're, you're out in uh, LA, but you know, um, obviously it's kind of hard to buy, you know, property in LA. So you kind of, you looked at basically, you know, out of state investing. So what, what made you think, Hey, um, it's expensive in LA. Let me go buy a property, um, you know, in the, in the Midwest. Yeah. So I had a humbling moment with uh, my real estate guy out here. Um, he said, I said, you know, I'm wanting to invest in real estate and he ended up being on the show actually, Odess uh, Riley Jr. So uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, I want to invest in real estate. This is probably like 2018, maybe he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I want to invest in real estate. Um, here's my qualification. Here's my, like my finances. We did like some spreadsheet. And he's like, well, you can qualify for a condo in Long Beach if you want. Um, but that's about it. And I said, what do you mean? That's about it. He's like, based on your financials, that's probably all you're going to get qualified for. I'm like, I don't want no condo in Long Beach. Like, I don't want to, I mean, I love Long Beach, but I don't, I'm not trying to buy no condo. I'm trying to buy like, I want units. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, at that point I'm like, all right, it don't seem like LA's in the cars right now. And I just started researching everything. I started listening to uh, Bigger Pockets. Um, started getting tapped into their platform, and um, I stumbled upon out-of-state investing. And I said, "Wait, wait a minute! Everybody I know who has a property or maybe two, they could walk to them or or drive to them in a couple minutes." And I'm like, "Wait, people, you could do that? You can live in one place and invest in the other? It might seem so obvious to people, but I've I've never been exposed to that." Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, I started reading everything. I started reading everything about it. Um, and I knew that was, that, that was going to have to be the way that I did it because of the situation I was in. I couldn't afford here. Um, so I'm like, you know what, let's try this out of state thing. Let me try to just learn everything I can. And, you know, when there's an opportunity that presents itself, I'm going to pull the trigger. So how, how did you end up choosing like, like a market in the first place? You know, obviously there's the whole country. What made you think, Hey, I'm going, I'm going here. Yeah. So um, for me, I did a lot of uh, research, but I did get connected to uh, some folks in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, they sent me their market report. uh, But I also did my own research and uh, discovered that there were a lot of industries that were thriving there. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of jobs coming back to there, a lot of investment into the infrastructure of the city and a lot of investment into the downtown, high percentage of renters as well. So I'm like, you know what? This seems like a place that's not popular as well. Um, it's not popular. Um, it's a different kind of different volume now, but it's not popular. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think this is, these are all good signs of a good place to invest in. And so when there's an opportunity, 
I jumped on it. Um, was able to purchase uh, my first property, but I would say um, I did my market research and those are like some of the indicators mm-hmm. um, that I that I used. Um, but you know, definitely very important to the market research, um, and, and that's that's kind of, that's what let me know that um, you know that was a place where I wanted to to invest. Okay, cool. Thank you. And I think specifically you you were looking at like turnkey investing, basically a ready to go um, property. And can you talk about like your decision to um, you know go with something like that, being a new investor versus trying to take on um, you know, you know, you see all the shows where folks are just, you pay a contractor, they're flipping it. And then, um, you know, a week later, they made a hundred thousand dollars. Why did you decide to go kind of, you know, the, yeah. the safer route with the, the turnkey? Yeah. So by nature, I'm a risk averse person. All right. And, um, you know, the way that I was looking at it at that time was, all right, I want to invest in real estate. How can I do it in a way where I can build my confidence and maybe the next time we'll do a little bit of a rehab or something like that. I wanted to take on as little risk as possible. And so that was my decision. That's why I decided to do it. Obviously, the downside of that is you buy at pretty much at market rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at that time, it was, a, it, was a, it was worth it for me because I knew that it would help me build my confidence and I would stay in this game. Because for a lot of people... Um, they have a bad experience with a contractor or maybe they buy a bad deal. Not everybody, but some people, their response to that is I'm done with real estate. Others are like, I'm going to figure it out and keep going. I didn't want to give myself an option to be like, you know, now I quit this stuff. So I'm like, let me take the safe route. That'll just get my foot in the door. Mm -hmm. And as I learn and grow and connect with more people and learn through this podcast, I'm going to know what to do next. Um, And I'll be able to take on, take on more next. And, you know, that was my approach to it. So, you know, I wasn't thinking so much about ARV and all these things. I'm like, what can I do to just start? Gotcha. And so what, what are some, some challenges, uh, if any of you kind of had as far as, you know, managing a property, um, you know, thousands of miles away, or maybe a thousand and a half, I'm not sure how far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's about 2000, probably 2000 miles away from LA. Okay. Um, and uh, so I started self-managing in the beginning of 2021. Okay. I just didn't like my property manager. The reason I went with them in the first place is because um, it was no lease-up fee. And for those who don't know, like a lease-up fee, a property manager basically would charge you a percentage of the rent, of the first month's rent, as a finder's fee, effectively. Okay. And then they waived that. They just placed the person. Um, however, so, some of the challenges are, like, you're not there, right? Yeah. For example, I had a, I think, a dishwasher wasn't working. The tenant hit me up. They text me and I said, all right, I'll get somebody for you. I went on Thumbtack. I found somebody that the person who did something for me before went out there again, took care of. Tenant said, it's cool. I paid him. Um, so the hardest thing is that you're not there, but it, it's very important to get things done through other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that is, the, it's a challenge, right? Um, and also I just did a, my first rehab last year, okay. last summer um, from here. Like I haven't been to Dayton since November, 2020, and I'm probably not going to go this year either. Um, and so imagine that, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing a whole rehab from here. But thankfully I have boots on the ground. I have someone there who has a key, like she's an investor there. We met on, big, we met on bigger pockets. Okay. Um, you know, I see her as like my aunt, you know, like she checks on things for me uh, when I need her to, like I paid her to show the property and look at stuff and make sure the contractor's doing what they're supposed to do, like popping in. So it's challenging. It's very challenging to manage all that from 
miles away, but it's important to have systems. It's important to get things done through other people. And, you know, one of my past guests, um, Marion, he's out here. He invests in Virginia. Uh, I'd seen him as like my real estate mentor. Like he held my hand through the whole rehab. He's like, this is what you do. This, this is how you approach it. This is how you negotiate. So, you know, it's hard not being there, but if you have the right information and people um, coaching you on what to do, um, and then if you also have boots on the ground, it makes it a lot easier. Like I, I have no plans of going out there this year. I just don't have the time. Um, maybe next year I want to go. I do want to show my wife. Um, but, you know, it, it's important to get things out to other people. You know, we had, it was vacant for a couple months while we rehabbed and did everything. But, you know, we got a tenant in there. We got a good family in there now. And um, I have a big repair coming up in the spring. But okay. for right now, it's pretty good. Cool. So how do you go about um, building that team? Like so I know you um, talk about you. You're on like the bigger pockets forum a year. I said you networking with your, your guests as well, but how do you go about, or how would you recommend just, you know, the, the average person go about, you know, building a team with an out-of-state um, property to make sure they have the right people um, to take care of the property? The internet is your friend. All right. The internet is your friend. So I would say go to Facebook groups, go to um, forums on bigger pockets, uh, see what people are talking about. You may not even have to make a post. You can see what people are talking about in that particular market. Um, see who they recommend. All that stuff is there. Um, go to these Facebook groups, these investor groups in these particular cities. All the information is there. Um, something that was happening while well, we still are in the pandemic. I don't know if it's still going on. Some real estate investment associations are online now. They used to just be you know, in-person meetings, but some of them are online now. So another opportunity for out-of-towners to get into the network. So I'd say the internet is your friend. You know, That's how I met all these great people um, you know, I finally got to meet Courtney who helps me out in day in. I got to meet her like a year after we've, we've, we've been knowing each other. Um, I finally got to meet her in person. Um, and so I say the internet is your friend. You'd be surprised. Like you meet some really dope people who will help you out. Um, the only thing separating you is distance. You know, you can't meet them for coffee or something like that. So easily depending on how far you are, but the internet, that the internet for sure. Make, makes make, makes sense. Internet connecting us all kind of, kind of flattened out the uh, the uh, the uh, Earth force there. Um, mm -hmm. So as as far as um, like building community as well. So I know you have like your um, Black Real Estate Dialogue community as well. Um, do you guys discuss stuff as like you know maybe the next hot market? I don't know if you um, kind of have any recommendations for you know. Um, I don't know if you want to spill the beans, but you know where where a good market is for somebody to uh, maybe start investing out of state. They may live in a high cost uh, high cost living area like like you do. Yeah, so I would say consider the Midwest in certain parts of the South. Um, so Ohio has a number of cities in there that are that I've seen people invest in. So date you have your Dayton, of course, Ohio, date Ohio, Dayton, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I've even seen people talk about Akron. Um, okay. So you know different parts of Ohio. I would consider um, Indianapolis. I know people invest there. Um, Alabama, Arkansas or other states that I've seen people invest in. Louisiana, it's pretty, uh, fairly cheap properties there. We have probably like four or five guests, a bunch of brothers down there who are just killing it. Okay. Um, and the properties are super, super inexpensive. Um, so honestly, even some, some parts of Florida, um, Atlanta's kind of expensive now, but um, the Carolinas too, just depending where you're at. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's, there's so many, so many opportunities. Those are just, those are just a few. Um, but those are some states to definitely look into and look into those markets, see what kind of action is going there, see what kind of pricing is going there, rents and so forth. But uh, yeah, Midwest and South are good, good starting point. 
And what are some common characteristics between those markets where it's like, hey, they have to have, you know, boom, boom, and boom. And that, that it may make sense to invest in a market with, with these um, aspects, whatever they may be. Yeah. So I would say for everyone is different. But what I like is um, being in a city that is on the path of growth. Okay. I don't, this is just me. This is not professional advice. It's just my opinion. Right. Um, but I like investing in, for me, I like cities that are on the path of growth, um, where there are jobs coming, where, um, you know, the rents are, are good in comparison to the prices. Um, you know, that's, that's what I like growth. Are they investing in the infrastructure? Um, every city that's doing something for the city will let you know, um, like Dayton has a downtown Dayton website. If they're putting money into something in that city, they will let you know. Um, so, you know, I recommend cities that are on the way up, that are on the way up, you know, that are not, not cities that are declining, not cities where there are not no jobs or not cities where there's just one big employer, because if they leave, yeah. your tenants ain't gonna have no jobs. Um, so that's something I recommend looking for. I say, generally speaking, I would say growth. Not everybody's like that. Some people see it differently, but that's just, that's just my personal opinion. I love seeing cities, um, that are heading on the way up. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and as far as like a, how do you go about determining like what someplace even, even rents for? Like, how do you, how, how do you figure that out? Um, when you're in? I'm glad you asked. So there's rental meter. Uh, so rental meter allows you to, um, so, you, you know, let's say you can, you can, you can even lose where you live at, right? So putting your zip code, putting, I think it, you put in the property type, you put in the rent you want to charge and it has a meter that says, if your rent is right for this, just right for this area, if your rent is too low for this area, if your rent is too high for this area, something else is Zillow, simply just put in a zip code and you can see what homes are going for. Um, you can see uh, what single family homes are going for. You can see the square footage, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, what they're renting for. Okay. Um, and you can start to notice some trends. And then you can also see for the multifamily side, you can see what each unit, so each unit is renting for within okay. those. Um, and so, uh, free hacks that you can, that can help you put the picture together. Um, that's, that's what I, that's exactly what I did um, when I was trying to figure out how much I could charge um, once I have my tenant move out. Um, but yeah, it's an easy way to see it. And, you know, you're able to really, especially on Zillow and, and Redfin, places like those, you can really zero in on like, you can even zero in on a block uh -huh. or like a certain zip code or, or a radius of blocks. And you can really get that detailed information about what those um what those rents are oh okay. awesome awesome thank you um so how do you go about screening renters um since you're not able to meet them face to face you're, you're on zoom just a phone call like how do you go about um screen screen screening renters sorry yeah so uh for me um, i do everything through apartments.com um but i guess i'll go with like the advertisement first so i put it on craigslist i put it on facebook marketplace and i put it on apartments.com which i think pushes out to other um, websites. Um, and so Facebook, I got hundreds of messages, hundreds of messages. Okay. Um, and what that told me is that there's not a lot of houses for rent, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people looking. Yeah. And so, you know, anyone who's interested, I have them uh, submit an application. And what I did was um, I just had standing um, open house dates and times and, uh, you know, just look at their applications. And if they meet the requirements, as far as the, if they make enough money to pay the rent and still have money to like live, um, you know, I would look into their information and ask for 
um, call up their previous landlord, um, verify their employment, um, you know, verify their income, make sure all the things match up. Because what a lot of people, not, let me not say a lot of people, what some people will do is put up, put up documents where things don't add up. Like I had one person who the application that she put, the name on the application and the name on this pay stub or 1099, whatever statement it was, was totally different. Like the math wasn't math. And right. so when I, and, and the same person was like hounding me, telling me, oh, I need this property. I really need to move. Like those are the people you want to stay away from. Okay. You want people who things add up. Yeah. The name on the statements, the name on the application, the potential people who uh, will be living in the property, all that stuff adds up. Good previous landlord reference. And you can even go so far as looking at the county records to make sure the landlord who they name actually owns the property. Because yeah, some people just will, will just have their, correct. So that's some of the things that I did um, to make sure that I had a, a good tenant. And the tenants I have now, they're great. They're really, really great. I have no complaints about them. Um, they've been they've been awesome. I hope they never leave. Um, okay. But those are some of the things that I did, and it's just crazy. Like I learned a whole lot. Um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, I learned a whole lot of lessons. Like the next time around, there's a whole lot of things I'm not gonna do. Um, but you know, it took time. Like my property was vacant for like probably about three months. Okay. Um, part of that was due to the rehab. Um, but it probably took me like a month or so to find, um, a good, to find the right tenant. Um, the first person I was going to approve some suspect stuff happened and they kind of ghosted, try to come back in the picture, but I didn't even reply to them. Um, so I waited, you know, like my holding costs aren't that much, um, you know, pay whatever bills and pay the mortgage till, um, you know, somebody moved back in there and, and now we're good. Cool, cool. So what are some of those things you're, you're not going to do? Like what lessons learned going forward? Yeah. So going forward, um, no more one-off, no more one-off open houses because people don't, a lot of, some people don't show up or they forget. Okay. And the thing is I'm paying out of my pocket for my boots on the ground to be there for however long she's there, 15, 20, I'm paying her for her time. Yeah. That adds up and I'm wasting her time too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if people don't show up, that's a waste of time. So what I started to do is like, all right, this is the date. This is the time. If you're interested, come see it during this period of time. That's when we're going to be there. And that's it. Um, so, you know, that's something I would do differently. Uh, something else I would do differently. So it's funny. I, I didn't realize that apartments.com charged people for their application. So I'm here advertising it as, oh, it's a free application. And it's not because they pay, I think, the platform maybe like 25 bucks or something like that for oh, the background wow. check. Um, and I didn't know that. I mean, so some people were like, wait, I thought it was free and so on and so forth. So I just didn't know. But now, yeah. you know, if I, if I use the same platform, I'll know. Um, so that's something else that, uh, that, I would say, that I would say I would do differently. Um, yeah, I think those are the main two things. Just try to be more efficient. Um, but sometimes you get to a point where you're just trying to get somebody in there. You're just yeah. trying to get people to be able to see it. But, you know, you just got to be patient. You know, I'm glad I was patient. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you. Um, and you, you kind of covered it a little bit, but are there any other kind of like red flags for, because, you know, somebody may be in a market where it's it's not um, as popular as so they may have to like, you know, they might not have like a plethora of people that are applying. So what are like some red flags that you may, that you've kind of seen in your time where you say, hey, this is probably not a bad, not a good tenant, no matter how desperately I need to fill this, um, this unit. 
people who hit you up all the time. So okay. people are hitting you up every day. Did you fill it? What's my application status? I really need to move in. Um, you know, people who say, oh, I have three months or six months cash up front. Um, that's something you want to stay away from because in some cases, one, that's great. I don't know where you got that money from. Where do you work? Where do you work? Where's your check coming in from? You know? Um, so that's one thing. I would, those, those, I would say those. Those those are some red flags I would say um, to, to, to be mindful of because that's just like a headache waiting to happen. Okay, okay, okay. Make, makes sense there. Um, and then jumping into your, your community, um, like what are some of the things you talk about in your, um, your online community? Yeah, so we actually just got off a session just now. Uh, so the bread investing community um, is really a community and a safe space for people who are currently investing, people who want to invest. And the way it's structured is we have a private Slack group where people can network and talk to each other. We also have guest speaker sessions. So we have two guest speaker sessions per month from experienced okay. investors in different areas of real estate. They talk about various topics. Um, so the format, it depends. Sometimes it's like a talk where they just, it's really built around the instructor because some people, they just like talking, you know, okay. and, and, and sharing their points. Others, they like having PowerPoint presentations alongside. Um, but the focus is there is, is in certain area of real estate. So today we did how to buy correctly. Um, and so it's a great opportunity because some, a lot of these are my past, all of these really, for the most part of my past podcast guests. Okay. And the cool, the cool thing about a podcast, a podcast is cool because you get information, but you can't ask a question in response to something you heard on the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, more, more than likely, if you want that, you're going to have to pay for a consultation or something like that. Whereas if you're part of the community, like today, like people were asking specific questions, like, hey, I want to do a fix and flip. This is, these are the numbers. What do you think? You get, you get an answer, you know? So um, that is, that is like the breakdown of it. And, and, you know, I've really, I didn't have that when I started investing, right? Yeah. Um, I just figured it out. I felt, I bumped my head a whole lot of times mm -hmm. and, you know, thankfully due, due to this podcast, I have a lot of information and access to people and information to avoid some mistakes, but, you know, I, I made it cause I didn't have it. Um, and so, you know, we had a dope session and we have, you know, some members who are really active in, in the mm -hmm. live events and some people, they kind of like being on their own and watching the replays, yeah. uh, but the replays are up. Um, yeah. You know, we, we revamped it last year and I'm looking forward to, to this year. We got some really uh, dope classes coming up uh, this year. So, you know, it's, it's just been great. Okay. Awesome. It's just, just a, just a dollar to join, right? Just a dollar to join. So for a dollar, you get a, a seven day free trial. Um, so you can check out the content. If there's a session during that week, you can you can attend that. Um, and then after that, it's thirty nine ninety nine a month. So like, what's that? A dollar twenty five a day, or a dollar a day, or something like that. Yeah. So pretty affordable. Um, you know, I try to keep it affordable for people, uh, so they can take that big money to invest. Okay. Okay. Dope. And we'll, we'll have have the link for the community in, in the YouTube or the podcast wherever you're, you're watching this. This Appreciate that. Um, when we first started i kind of got hit of myself i was asking about the the podcast you mentioned like your you said you mentioned your favorite not, not that was your favorite but you mentioned mm -hmm. a guest you liked a lot and then you were kind of you were about to mention another guest kind of what is maybe like the the number two uh i don't want to say favorite but you know what i mean like a memorable guest i guess yeah i'll say top of mind because i'm you know goodness hunting people it's a whole lot but the second he actually just taught a session so that's probably why i'm thinking about him well be a silly uh, yeah you got a lot of energy yeah yeah at my best one nine seven yeah. can't forget that yeah um but what I appreciate about him is his authenticity. Like he'll yeah. show you the receipts. 
you know, he'll show you the receipts. He will um, let you know what he's doing and that what he's doing is real. And I appreciate that because the reality of it is there's a lot of Instagram business people, Instagram investors, and it's not always easy to verify that what people are, are saying is true. Yeah. Um, and so when people put it out and provide you with the facts and the LLCs and the addresses and all these things, the mortgage statements, when people are willing and tell you, hey, if you want to check me, I would like for you to, so you know yeah. that what I'm saying is real. Um, so I appreciate that um, about him. And there's one thing that he mentioned during our interview. I'll just never forget it. I think I asked him, how many doors do you have? He said, I don't like talking about doors because it's a misrepresentation of the performance. Okay. You can have somebody with a hundred doors. You can have somebody with 30 doors. Most people are inclined to say, I want to be the person with a hundred doors, not 30 doors. But the thing is that the person with 30 doors could be making way more net profit per month than the person with a hundred doors. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, obviously like, talking about doors and grabs attention, right? I mean, I do it all the yeah. time, right? It, it grabs attention. Yeah. However, um, you know, marketing is marketing, right? But like, it's important to understand, like you don't necessarily need 50, 60, 70, 120. You don't necessarily need that many doors yeah. to make a lot of money. Like you just got to know how to buy correctly. Um, and so that's one thing um, that I appreciate about him. And then similarly with that being said, He's also happy to show you what he's doing and, and yeah. show you the, show you the receipts. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, we've had some amazing guests, man, um, who are doing some dope things. Yeah, yeah I remember this that episode, like talking about um, getting swindled out of money with his partner and, and all. Yeah, and, and all he's been through a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, like yeah, I really like him because he'll tell you the he'll tell you the bad. It seems like he's more, he, he likes to say the bad than the good. <laughs> he doesn't want anybody to think everything just so so sweet. Like every folks make it out to be um, buy a property, cash flow, kick the feet up. Like that, that's, yeah, that's how, that's how real estate investing seems on the internet. So yeah, 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 enjoy, enjoy his uh, unique perspective. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> thanks there. Um, so I say, um, yeah, pre appreciate your time. Um, you know, learn, learned a lot there from podcasting to your, uh, I just said investing to the to the podcast itself. Um, I recommend everybody check out um, uh, his podcast. Um, I have, I have one final question I always ask. My, my yeah, guests. of course. Um, so let's say you have, you have, I give you a million dollars. You have one week to spend it. You got to spend it all. What what would you do on on real estate adjacent stuff? Like what would you what would you do with it? Yeah. Wow. A million dollars. So one, I would upgrade my setup for the podcast all right just get like the best equipment i could for the best price so that's one thing i would do um and i gotta spend it all on real estate adjacent stuff or yeah not, i say real estate adjacent it doesn't have to be a house it can be okay uh, it can be yeah. something real estate um, related yeah um man does it have to be like business investments type stuff or just like what i was spending on in general yeah just 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 whatever anything to do with yeah. real estate <laughs> um so I'll upgrade this stuff. I'll buy more properties for sure. Um, I don't know where. I'm trying to find like the next uh, great market. So I'll buy properties for sure. Um, maybe I'll become like a hard money lender. All right. <laughs> maybe I'll become a hard money lender or something um, and start lending some of that money okay. um, to, to people who are trying to do different real estate projects. Uh, so whether that be flips, uh, buy and holds, burr, what, what have you. Um, 
man. Yeah, I think that's it. I think okay. that's, that's all I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, that's the tough question, man. I guess I guess I guess I guess I can't have a million dollars. I don't know what I'll do with it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if, if, that, if, that, if you stumble across an opportunity, um, I think you, I'm sure you can think of something to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Like I said, appreciate your time. Where can the folks uh, kind of find you again on, on uh, wherever you may be found? Yeah, so primarily on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue. I only have one page, Black Real Estate Dialogue. It's been a lot of fake pages these days. Black Real Estate Dialogue, that is it. That's the okay. only one you'll hear me say on the podcast. Um, and then website is blackrealestatedialogue.com. You can find all the resources there, the out-of-state course, community, um, links to the podcast. You can contact me through there as well. Um, or you can contact me on Instagram um, as well. Uh, but yeah, primarily those two places, that's where you, that's where you can find me. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. Um, like I said, once again, that'll all be in the, the link for wherever you're watching this uh, or listening to this podcast. So um. That, that's it for the show. Once again, thanks for your time. I do not have an outro for this podcast, and it is over. Thank you.